The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. You know, when they called me this afternoon and told me that Ian was going to be off, my first thought was, oh my God, what the hell are we going to talk about tonight? Actually, that's usually my thought um, most days. But I thought, ah, oh, we could do one of those things where, um, I don't know, we um, surprise everyone by uh, doing something outrageous. Like, I was thinking actually about buying a big family pack of crisps and just watching the telly with you all night and we could still do that if you want let's see how it goes but then as I was driving in um I was really bored by the radio and I flicked around and um I ended up turning it off and in the silence a deep thought happened I know to me a deep thought happened and the thought was who's pulling your who's pulling our strings Who's pulling your strings, right? Or what? When I was a kid, I used to believe, because I'd been sent to Sunday school, that there was a plan, right? And that um, everyone was fulfilling some sort of destiny. And there was a nice old man in the sky with a big beard who had a plan for everyone. And you shouldn't worry about it. And we were all going in the right direction as long as we trusted in it, right? Faith, I guess is what it's called. And I know a lot of people still believe in that. And I've got a really good friend who always said to me in moments where I sort of faltered about things or got despondent because things weren't working out the way I wanted them to, my mate would always say, do you know what, there's no plan B, you're going where you're supposed to be going. And he was sure of that because he had faith. But I don't, I don't. And I've got to say that the more I live, the more I think that um, stuff happens to you and it's about how you deal with it. And sure, it can make you a certain way, one way or the other, the way you deal with it. It can shape you. You can see it as a strength. I think that's probably the only point going through bad stuff, actually. If you can take something from it, you should. But I also get why people, it makes people give up. So what I'm saying is, I suppose, and this is sounding awful like a midlife crisis, isn't it? But I'm probably not even near midlife yet because my grandma lived into her 90s. That's the scary thing. What I'm saying is, do you believe in destiny? Do you believe that someone else has got a plan or something else has got a plan and you're going in that direction no matter what you do? And, you know, we can spend our time trying to stack the odds, but actually we're going in a certain direction. Or do you think it's all about chance? I've got to say, I think I've been happier in my life since I stopped trying to steer the ship completely. You know, now I've got kids. I'm not even in charge of the telly remote, never mind my own life. So it's that's kind of made me let go a little bit and realise you just got to you just got to go with the flow sometimes. And I've got to say as well that having met Ian at Three Counties, where I was working, BBC Three Counties, I was working there for like 15, 16 years and kind of really kind of trying to shape a career and seemed like there was a direction and then things would get set back and I'd feel disappointed and I'd sort of try and talk myself round and think of okay I'm doing this job that I don't really want to do at the moment but is there a way I can do it so it will entertain me or I'll feel like I'm learning something from it you know I was trying to to be a battler right when I met Ian he kind of made me realize that that I should say yes to more stuff that I didn't feel massively prepared for and sometimes it's not about having done all your homework and had it double checked and triple checked by someone else and get their approval sometimes it's just about seeing the opportunity and saying yes to stuff and then working out how you're going to do it so I don't know what I'm saying I I kind of want to pick your brains tonight about your life and where it's taken you 
and whether you believe that there's always been a plan and whether I don't believe you've ended up where you thought you'd end up I don't believe it and you know are you with the person you thought you'd end up with have you thought about what would happen if you hadn't met them at that particular time would you be married to the person you're married to if you hadn't met them in those kind of I I don't know baby making years when the, the natural imperative kicks in do you look back on it and regret it anything in your life or do you think no it took me to a certain place Give us a shout. I'd really love to hear from you. 0344 499 1000. And I know that sounds quite heavy. It sounds like the end of the night in the pub when really we're just at the beginning of the night in the pub. But, and we can watch the telly and eat crisps if you want. But I'm just wondering whether you believe in destiny or do you think it's about chance? And what makes you happier? Thinking someone's got a plan for you or something has got a plan for you and there's a certain way you're going and it's going to be cool. Or accepting that you don't and just... Going along with a ride. 0344 499 1000. The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle. Speech Radio with a difference. Talk Radio. So, you know, is life about um, following your destiny? Is it always going to end up one way? Something or someone has got a plan for you? Or is it just a series of events and you end up where you end up and you deal with it the best way you can? Well, I'd be really interested in hearing what you've got to say on that. 0344 499 1000. But as I was reading the papers online uh, this evening, I happened across the story of someone I've been lucky enough to get on the phone. Her name is Sherry Lever. And, well, I'll tell you what, I'll let her tell her her own story because, Sherry, you're writing a book about it, aren't you? Uh, yes, I am, yes. Thank you. Uh, I'm on the last chapter now. Oh, so. wow. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Your story grabbed me for obvious reasons. And, well, you know, I, I just nice. wondered... So you, well, I tell you what, you tell the story. So you, you basically it starts when your marriage end, ends, doesn't it? Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, it ended um, very acrimoniously. He left me with absolutely nothing and um, pr- practically destitute. I, I thought I was going to lose the house, and I just was on the verge of being made redundant. So I was desperate to find a job. Well, I was 59, and obviously you can imagine not, there aren't many jobs going for 59-year-olds. So I was uh, just browsing through the channels one night, and I came across a documentary on phone sex. So I thought, hmm, I'm sure I could give that a go. Mm-hmm. I spoke to my children and asked how they felt about it, and they were very supportive. So I started doing it. Not very successfully at first, but then I kind of got the hang of it, so much so that uh, one day my daughter, I was telling her about a call, and she actually said, you should be writing it down. So I started a blog, which um, was quite successful, because it's very humorous, and I like to think a lot of what I do is actually humorous. Um, But I also found that a lot of um, calls, they uh, they were wanting dominant domination and um so it kind of went from there really people kept asking if they could come and book sessions they thought I was a real dom and I thought I don't know I'm being one why don't I just be one so um I started slowly I worked my way up and um to where I am now and I actually am very good I love what I do and um I don't I don't have to claim any benefits. Um, uh, I, I just, I'm happy. I'm happier than I've ever been. And life begins at 60. Wow. Wow. 
So take me back to the moment where you thought, I'm going to have a crack at this phone sex thing. Can you remember the first call? I do. I do. Well, or virtually um, very vaguely because I'd had about a bottle and a half of wine. <laughs> it, it, was, it was going to be a glass, but yeah. unfortunately my nerves got the better of me. I can see how that can happen. And, uh, so the first, the first um, call, I was a, a bit slurred, so I think he eventually slowly just put the phone down on me. <laughs> So I decided to have a go the next night. And, um, yeah, I had to do a lot of Googling. I remember one guy telling me he he was into water sports. And I told him, yeah, I'd done a lot of jet skiing. And uh, and he said, uh, are you being funny? And and so I had to ask my daughter, what what have I done wrong? So I really was uh, a bit of an innocent. <laughs> wow. So I, did, I did a lot of Googling and I bought a couple of books. And I kind of uh, went from there, really. Gosh. So by the end of the, the, I'm assuming you don't do the phone stuff anymore because you've moved on. No, 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 I don't do that anymore. But by the end, you know, I imagine you had quite a polished bit of patter going on. Did you find you were doing the same kind of conversation every time or did you change Uh, it up? No, actually, no, I wasn't. It was... It was quite interesting. I, I I would write a lot a lot of them down because a lot of them were so hilarious. <laughs> Hence the blog because it, um and and the a lot of the blog I've put into my book as well. So the book is a kind of about it starts off as as the phone sex thing, yeah. and then it it kind of goes on to the the dominatrix. And now I'm doing a documentary for Channel 5. So so I'm also including that as, as the last part of the book. My God, Sherry, look where your life has taken you without you yes, aiming it that way. All from the age of 60. <laughs> Do you ever think what your yourself 10 years ago would think about what you're doing now? I would. I never believe it in a million years. If you saw pictures of me when I was married, I was a dowdy, mousy thing yeah. because... Um, I was downtrodden. He was he was a bully. He wasn't physically a bully, but he was mentally a bully. And so I, I kind of, um, uh, I had no say, I had no confidence, and I'm totally different now. I don't need a man in my life. If I have a man in my life, it's because I want one. Yeah. Um, I'm happy single. Gosh. Um, so I, it, I actually, it's a things. mercy he went and he called it in the end. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, and I think one of the things that I found, uh, one of the really good things that's come out of it is um, I went on first dates twice. And I knew I, I recognised you from somewhere. <laughs> I've yeah, seen started, that. You were I awesome started, on there. Uh, yeah, I started getting a lot of emails, but from females. And I got a lot of emails from females who were in my my situation who'd been dumped at the age of kind of coming on to 60 and were terrified as I was because I was you know I was in a state Mm. there's no getting away from it I was we were actually talking about it earlier my son said he actually thought I was going to die and because I I went right down to just under six well seven about six and a half stone and it was my daughter that brought it to me and she she actually did say it in words I think you're going to die and um and so I I kind of picked myself up and thought how I've been selfish I've got kids they hadn't you know all I was thinking about was my own grief Mm. and um I I never looked back it would have been totally forgivable of you to just you know disappear wouldn't it but but something must have yeah but i i 
I think had I been uh, just on my own, yeah. I don't, well, I wouldn't like to think what I'd do. Yeah. But I had family, and so I decided, you know, I'm going to reinvent myself. And so all these emails I, I've been getting have been people in the same situation, ladies who have been left and think, my life's over, what am I going to do? And so I've... I've tried to answer every one of them. There are quite a few new doms out there, actually. But there are also people out there who've got more confidence now because I've said to them, um, you know, you don't need a man. You you are, a, in your own right, a beautiful person. We all have beauty inside us, uh, inside and out in some way. Mm-hmm. And uh, get on with your life. Don't rely on a man. Just be happy and do what you want to do. Doing what you do now, do you think it's helped you in some way kind of uh, redress the balance after all those years of feeling like you weren't in control of your life? You said, you know, you used the word that your husband was a bully. Well, now you're the one with all the power and actually the men, your clients, want that. That's what they want from you. Yeah, Yeah, I I think it's empowered me so that now... Nobody would ever, ever treat me the way he treated me. Um, If I have a man in this house and he's come to session with me, he belongs to me, he does as he's told, they're usually terrified of me, and rightly so. And that's half the um, kind of enthrallment to them, really. The fact, um, uh, uh, most of them have high-powered jobs, and I mean really high-powered jobs. They come in here and they want to just give over the reins to me and have me take control and they do as I tell them. Yeah, and they but they know it's a safe environment and there are going to be no they repercussions, do. right? Absolutely. They're, they trust me 100%. They know that nothing will go any further. Um, and and I, I tend to... I do ask for their kinks. I have a couple of um, lifestyles that come here and do as they're told and they don't pay any tribute. They are just there when I need them but when they come for sessions I do kind of will say well give me your kinks because and I and although um, some would say it's topping from the bottom it it's there's no point my doing something that I just want to do because they won't come back so it's got to be something they're interested in so it's it either CBT or dressing as a, um, a sissy maid um, being used as a footstool, whatever, or a puppy, or whatever um, uh, I want to do with them that I know is acceptable. And a lot of them, they just want to make me happy. And as long as I'm happy, they're happy. Wonderful. And your house will be spotless, I imagine. And my house is spotless. Uh, and also, like punishment, I, I am a sadist, which I didn't realise until later life. So uh, my favourite things, I love to use my cane, I love CBT, any kind of corporal punishment. And as long as they have indicated that's what they're into, then that's what I'll do. But if they're not, then I won't do it. When you're doing these things and you're kind of doing the role of, is it Mistress Sophia? It's Mistress Sophia with an F, not a PH. Right. Are you you completely immersed in it or are you thinking about um, what you're going to make for dinner and stuff, you know? Oh, my God, no, no, no. It is, I am... Mr. Sophia, um, uh, it's 
I love role play. And so if I get a naughty schoolboy who wants a role play, I love doing it. And we'll do the whole I'm a headmistress. I have a mortar and a gown and I'll put that on. And then we do, we go through, he'll do lines. I'll put him in the corner. Um, and then eventually it will culminate in a good uh, caning. Um on the other side of it, the BDSM, then they'll come in. I'll be dressed in leather or whatever, you know, high boots, whatever. And uh, that we do different things. Uh, foot worship. They lick my boots. <laughs> they do whatever I want them to do. You, I'm in charge. You've become hugely unshockable as well, is what I'm hearing from your voice. Of course. Yeah. Aren't, yes. aren't human beings funny what they're into? Yes. Yes, um, I've learned a lot since I've been, well, I mean, I was very, very, very naive, but since I've been doing this, I've got stronger and stronger, and I know this is my vocation, um, but also I care about them, so I'm quite happy to give one a damn good caning and, and really hurt his bottom, but but I do a lot of talking with them too. And if somebody comes in and I can see he's got his heart hurts, that's different to his bottom hurting. Yeah. And I'm quite happy to sit and talk with him. So I kind of, I'm a bit of a therapist in a way, in the fact that I've, I, I've stopped people smoking in my own way. Um, I I, get, I punish them for different things they've done that they they know. Uh, so I do real-time punishment, uh, judicial punishment, that will put them on the straight and narrow. I have somebody that's a, a gambler, and he's gambled all his life, and he, his gambling gets less because he comes to visit me. He gets a severe caning. That puts him on the straight and narrow for a while. Goodness when me. He goes, when he goes off the rails again, he comes back. That's one way of getting around, isn't it? Sherry, exactly. you, you're incredible. Thank you so much for talking to us tonight. Do you, do you think, you say it's a vocation. Do you think that, we've been talking a bit about destiny versus chance. Do you think this is what, you're, this is what the plan was for you or do you just think you, you kind of rolled with it? I, I think I kind of came across it by chance, but now I, I thank the Lord I did because I can't see me doing anything else. And I, I hope to be, I'm 67 now, and I hope when I'm 77, I'm still wielding that cane. <laughs> I hope you are too. Where can <laughs> people... I hope my book's a bestseller and it's a film. Well, and everyone's going to love it. I want to talk to you when that comes out. And also, can we um, plug your uh, blog? Where can people Absolutely. read that? Absolutely. It's Sophia's Dilemmas, and, the, and it's with an S, and it's all one word. Sophia's Dilemmas with a double M. Wonderful. Thank you so much for talking to us, Sherry. You're welcome. It's been a real Thank pleasure. You. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. There you go. What do you say? 03444991000. That's one way of getting over a breakup, isn't it? Flipping it. Also, I said it to her. Aren't people weird? Like what they're into, what makes them feel better? I'm not going to judge you if that's, if that's what floats your boat, but oh, oh, human beings... Human beings. Ian always says it. If you can imagine it, someone someone gets off on it. And it, ain't that the truth? Anyway, we can talk about that if you want. We can talk about um, destiny versus chance. Whatever you feel like. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You can take the lead on this one if you like. I'm not going to give you the cane, no. Uh, you can also text uh, 87222, just put talk and your message there, and that'll cost you 25p per message on top of your standard network rate. Or you can tweet me uh, via at talkradio or at 
uh, flipping Kath, give me a ra- give me a ring uh, on oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Though I've got loads of t- uh, tweets coming through, you'll um, you'll be astounded to know. Some people suggesting that maybe it's uh, something I should be thinking about doing. I, do you know what? I'm never going to say never. I'm pretty sure that Sherry wouldn't have thought she'd end up in this position, various positions that she's been in over the last few years, back 10 years ago. So never say never, but for the moment, I'm quite happy doing this. Um, And you can uh, send me your tweets through as other people have. Um, Sally, I think, is having a hard time at the moment. Lots of love to you, Sally. And uh, Mark is still contemplating giving us a ring. Just ring us up, Mark. Stop shilly-shallying. 0344 499 1000. I'd love to hear from you. This is Talk Radio, and I'm Catherine Boyle. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Talk radio. Digital debate for the UK. Pick up your phone and talk radio. We'll get you talking. Hi, Martin. Hi, Kathy. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. I well, I can just say before I play my record, well, my attempt at my first time at attempt singing a record on your radio station. Look, I can just say to Nigel from Maidstone, mm-hmm. I was in the same situation that he was about two years ago about the bill situation. Like, right. My advice to Nigel is one thing: right, he's got to get on a payment plan. What if he's uh, 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 his energy company, right, and seven, and his water company, like. And believe you me, right, there is, like, in those companies, there is, like, a lot of departments who people are on low incomes, right? And I negotiated my payment plan, right? And I'll be paying it for two years now, like, because I'll get in, I got in thousands of pounds for debt myself, like, you know what I mean? And yeah. since then, right, you know what I mean? It's helped in two ways. I've managed to use how much energy I use, plus make a regular payment without the worry, like, of people coming around, banging your door and sticking them bleeding yeah. meters in, like, you know what I mean? Know. So my boss and Nigel is definitely that like, you know what I mean? I'll tell him when he comes on. But the thing is yeah. with Nigel is that I think he only takes on a certain amount of information at any one time. Fortunately, there's more than one person looking out for him. And I've got to hope that yeah. they know what the full situation is with Nigel. Well, I hope, like, you know, right, if he's got any people helping him out, like, yeah. def- definitely 100%, he's got to go on payment plans now with all the uh, companies, his energy, water, blah, 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 like, because then he can work out his finances each week, like, you know what I mean, like I have to do, like, when I went in the same situation with like, and then, mm-hmm. it's a bit, you know, then you feel a bit more relaxed, like, and not worrying all the bloody time, like, I know. you know what I mean? Nothing okay. worse. Nothing worse, especially at this time of the night. Exactly, mm-hmm. like, anyway, oh, I'm going to try and sing a song, right? Okay. <laughs> Do you mind? Of course I don't mind. Right. It's called Golf Cobra. Wow. You heard it? Is this, is this one of your own compositions or is this... No. I, I'm going to set up, like, the music and the background. I hope, I hope neighbours don't get upset, like, like Nalda says, like, in the main. But it's called Gold Cobra by Limp Biscuit. Oh, I know. I've heard of Limp Biscuit. What you have a go, then? Well, I wish you would. OK, let's get started. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, blimey. We got that easy tempo, ladies. Come on, go. This is what my mum would call lads in the garage music. Oh, 
better for that martin i felt fantastic now that's what counts thanks very much oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand uh well 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 
The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. 